Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. From Portland, Oregon to Anchorage, Alaska, and from Monmouth, Oregon to wherever it is you may be listening, welcome to GNAC Insider, your weekly look at the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Robert Lowry here as we uh, celebrate the Blake Tim Birthday Week Bash uh, edition of GNAC Insider as the fine assistant commissioner for communications for the Great Northwest Athletic Conference is celebrating his birthday today. So happy birthday to you, Blake. In his honor tonight, we're going to have the opportunity a little bit later to speak with Alaska Anchorage distance runner, Carolyn Kurgott. She is really a superior, superior distance runner. We'll talk to her coming up. Western Oregon softball head coach Lonnie Sargent is going to talk to us about the success he's having with the Western Oregon program. But leading off our program tonight, GNAC Insider, is the Concordia Vice President and Director of Athletics, Lauren Eads. Lauren, thanks for, for joining us tonight on GNAC Insider. Thanks for having me, Rob. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, this is your first opportunity to join us because this is your first year on the job there at Concordia. You started on August 1st back in 2018. As you kind of uh, bring in the, the first year under your belt to a, a conclusion, what uh, what has this first year been like? Apparently, at least from my perspective, it looks like it's probably been just a little bit of a blur for you because Concordia has had so much success in so many sports all year long. It's been a busy year, that's for sure. Um, we started, you know, back in August when the uh, fall student athletes reported, and it's been go 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 ever since. But it's been an absolutely fabulous year. Um, I've enjoyed every minute of it, and it's just so much fun to see the student athletes. Uh, grow during the season and succeed and um it's it's just been a lot of fun it's been great now you came to concordia from belmont university down there in nashville tennessee where you had been the associate athletic director and senior women's administrator and i guess uh, as i understand it you were also responsible for marketing uh, sponsorships and game day promotions for all 17 of the ncaa division one sports that uh, that belmont has every year on their sports docket. What was it about this Concordia position that made you want to make that transition from obviously a highly successful Belmont program to what is obviously now a highly successful Concordia program? So the position that I started at here at Concordia was actually Associate Athletic Director for Business Management. Um, My career path had gone through event management and marketing primarily. And so this position that I originally took uh, with the Cavaliers was an opportunity to try something new and a different part of, uh, you know, learn a different part of the athletics business. So I was super excited about that and uh, also to understand more about Division II. So Concordia was just in their last year of the Division II process, uh, making the transition from NAIA. So it was, a, it was an opportunity to learn about Division Two and get that experience and 
I've fallen in love with it. Um, D2 is a, kind of a sweet spot, I think, for uh, college athletics. And the fact that they, you know, we really focus on the whole student athlete. Um, and the word student is very important in that phrase. So um, it's, you know, it was a great transition. It was a great um, opportunity for me. And um, on the personal side, my husband also uh, had a new opportunity out here in Portland. So it all worked out really well. And I'm super happy to be at Concordia. You bring up something interesting that there is a, a, a philosophical difference between Division One sports and Division Two. Now, that's not to throw any Division One programs under the bus. I know that student athletes at that level get a good education and have uh, good success in their careers after their athletic uh, endeavors are done at the Division One level. But how is it just a little bit different and maybe just a little more student focused at the D two level? Yeah, you know, I think the Division Two on life in the balance philosophy is a real focus. Like, it's a real thing. It's not just a phrase that we throw around. And, um, you know, at Concordia, we really want our student athletes to be a part of campus. We want them to be a part of clubs and, you know, go to res life events um, and really get to experience the whole college uh, experience. And um, like you said, you know, not to um, – you know, say anything negative about D1 because there's definitely a place for D1. And a lot of Division One institutions do focus on the whole student athlete, but it's just something special at D2. Um, and, you know, at Concordia, we really focus on, on the student part and a- academics is number one. Um, but then you can also do high, you know, achieve um, academic success, but also compete at a high level. So um, it's kind of the best of both worlds. As that is the case, when you are, and I know you're probably not too involved with the day-to-day recruiting efforts for the athletes there for Concordia, but as that is the case, when your coaches go out onto the recruiting trail, do they look for student-athletes and, and, and maybe when they talk to them a little bit, find out and maybe try to figure out which ones do want to become part of campus in that regard and, and do want to be more than just an athlete or a student but be part of an entire campus culture? Oh, I think it's key. Um, You know, all of our campuses in the GNAC are so different, which I think is a really cool thing about our conference. And so Concordia, you know, it's a, it's a smaller community, you know, everybody and everybody knows you and we want you to get involved uh, in the different aspects of the campus life. So yeah, coaches will go out and make sure that they have the right fit um, and that the recruits that they bring on and the prospective student athletes they spend time on really want to be a part of the Cavalier community. It's just, it's really important. All right. Let me ask you then, what makes a good Cavalier? Oh man, we have 250 of them, <laughs> but, uh, you know, a student athlete who's going to work hard in the classroom, I think is number one. Um, we're a very competitive bunch, and we are going for that academic uh, championship every year. So um, academics are definitely number one. But number two, a very close close number two is going to be, uh, you know, putting your all-out effort in practice, uh, in weight training sessions, and definitely in competition. But then, um, you know, someone who's just of high character and is respectful of their uh, fellow students, their uh, staff, their faculty, um, and is just really focused on the community and not so much what things, you know, what can be done for them, but what can we do for the community, the campus community, the Portland community, and the Concordia neighborhood. 
We're talking with Lauren Eads, the vice president and director of athletics for Concordia. And when you talk about you're a competitive bunch, I think that uh, was certainly spelled out by your softball team this year. Now, you were picked to finish last in the GNAC in the coaches' preseason poll. You exceeded those expectations some, and big time some, because you won the Great Northwest Athletic Conference Championship title last week and marking the first such championship for the athletic department. So is there an additional sense of pride floating around on campus this week? Oh, absolutely. And the fact that it was, you know, done at home uh, with our fans and our faculty and staff and the other coaches present um, and in a little bit of a dramatic fashion. (laughs) uh, Yeah, it was a great experience. And, you know, the the girls are still uh, really excited about it. They had their uh, championship T-shirts on today uh, in the airport and wearing their their GNAC champion hats. And, um, you know, this this team is just so special. Um, I don't, you know, some coaches use uh, uh, preseason polls as fuel and others just, you know, don't pay attention to them. And I think in this case, you know, as the season went on, they kind of used it as fuel a little bit. And uh, and said, you know, we're going to do this. And they just did it. Every time, you know, I'd, I'd see them play, they just take care of business. And that's what they did at the GNAC Championship. They just took care of business and played their game uh, no matter who was in front of them. And so, you know, winning that GNAC Championship was just, I would say it was unexpected. But you know what? I'm not surprised by this, you know, by this uh, team. They have the pieces, and, and they put it all together, and it was just – I'm, I'm really proud of them, and I'm really happy for them. You mentioned the fact that you were able to win that championship before your home fans there at, uh, at, in Portland. Now, this week you also had the opportunity to host the GNAC Baseball Championships. Did the opportunity to host the uh, softball championships make it a little bit easier to turn things right around and get set for baseball as well? It does. I think, uh, you know, we've got one of the best staffs uh, on the West Coast for sure. And uh, when we had the opportunity to host baseball, the answer or uh, to host softball, every, you know, the answer was absolutely, let's do it. And then, um, you know, to know we've got baseball this week, it's just a quick turnaround, switch the fence, put the banners back up and get everybody back into position uh, for a championship event. And uh, the staff is ready to go and um, yeah, I think it's great weather there too. Uh, I'm actually in, uh, in California with the softball team right now, but everybody back on campus is taking, taking care of their business. So, Well, Lauren, it's been an absolute delight to speak with you for the first, but certainly not the last time here on GNAC Insider. Uh, continued success to the Cavalier softball team. You're, you're truly a Cinderella story, but again, Uh, I don't think the ending to that story has been written just yet. So continued success for you and the Cavs at the, at the post season. And I I certainly look forward to our next opportunity to talk again here on GNAC Insider. Sounds great, Rob. Thanks so much for having me on. Lauren Eads joining us tonight, the vice president and director of athletics for Concordia. Well, speaking of softball, we're going to continue to talk a little bit about softball. Lonnie Sargent. Western Oregon's head softball coach, he's going to join us when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout. 
The Wright brothers had a vision to do the impossible. Through perseverance, courage, and drive, their passion took flight. At Concordia University, this kind of revolutionary thinking is part of our DNA. Our MBA students don't learn in a lecture hall. They work as a team on actual case studies, and they appreciate how the evening, weekend, and online options make it easy to fit school into their busy lives. Free textbooks, iPads, and generous scholarships are available too. Concordia MBA grad Dan Reese sums it up like this. The connections you make in a cohort program are really powerful. You build relationships, you're solving problems together. Everyone makes a commitment to be part of this process. I've built relationships that I know I'll use through the rest of my career. With a Concordia MBA, students learn to question, challenge, problem solve, and collaborate, thinking in new ways to make a positive impact in the workplace. Let your thought revolution begin at ConcordiaMBA.com. That's ConcordiaMBA.com. Back on GNAC Insider, I'm Robert Lowry, and we say hello now to Lonnie Sargent, Western Oregon softball head coach. Hey, Lonnie, where are we catching you tonight? Are you in California as well? I am in California, the beautiful uh, state. Uh, very sunny right at the moment. So uh, I'm happy to be here with you, Rob. Well, I appreciate you making time for us tonight on the eve of the continued postseason for the Western Oregon softball team. Did you have any inkling, inkling when you arrived at Western Oregon seven years ago? You had been a very uh, successful high school coach there at Reynolds High in Troutdale, Oregon, that you would be able to translate the high school success you've had to the kind of success you've had with this Western Oregon program. And to underscore that, I want to mention that Western Oregon is the only program in the GNAC to qualify for every conference tournament since its inception in 2013. So you've got things rolling, and you've kept things rolling there at Western Oregon. Yeah, I think that uh, I always knew that Western could be uh, a successful place. Coach Knox did a great job when she was there 10 years prior to me, and um, I knew I was hoping that we could continue that. And if we got the right kids in um, that came in and did their jobs on the field and in the classroom and the communities, uh, that we could be successful. And we've been very fortunate to have some of the best student athletes that uh, that I've been around. So uh, I'm really proud of our uh, of our players that come into our program. They They do such a great job. Well, there's a couple of players I want you to comment on. And again, softball team game, but you do have a couple of name brand players, including pitcher Maddie Meyer, named the GNAC Freshman of the Year, best on the staff with a 2.46 ERA, 10 and 4 on the year. Again, Freshman of the Year. Did you have any inclination that she was going to be as dominating on the mound as a freshman or on, you know, in the, in the circle, I should say, as she has been. Uh, Yeah. We, you know, seeing her in high school, we thought, man, if we could get her here, she'll, she'll do some good things for us. And, uh, and what a great kid. I mean, she works hard every day. She, you know, never complains. And, uh, when she's out in the circle, you have no idea what she's thinking. So uh, that that makes a pretty good picture if she can go out and do that. And whether she's throwing strikes or, or balls or giving up hits or not, uh, she kind of has that same mentality all the way through. And uh, that's what's made her so successful. Does she have an out pitch? Uh, she uh, has she has a few. I 
I don't think I should give that away just in case uh, <laughs> uh, Lauren is still listening. Okay. <laughs> well, let's let's turn it around and talk a little bit on, about another one of your players who at the plate has had a great year. I'm talking about GNAC first team all, all-star Ayana Arsenault, a 481 batting average this year. She's really getting it done from the plate. What kind of offense were you expecting from her, and are you getting that and maybe a bit more? Yeah, I think that we knew she had the ability to do really well, and uh, given the confidence, you know, her getting back into it this year and uh, being able to play a lot and be at the plate a lot, see a lot more pitches, she has uh, definitely exceeded my expectations, but not by much. Uh, because we knew she had that in her, and uh, she is such a great athlete. Um, she works really hard. She's really good at what she does, and uh, another just a fantastic player uh, that's in our program, makes our program better every day. Now, this team that you're coaching this year has really gotten it going right at the tail end of the season. You've won six straight games to end the regular season, entering the Division II West Regional as the number five seed overall. Are you the hot team right now? And if so, what is making you the hot team right now? Well, I thought we were until we hit that uh, buzzsaw Concordia, but, um, you know, they kind of knocked us down a little bit and uh, we just, we just really couldn't come back from that in the tournament, unfortunately. And, um, you know, and they did such a great job there winning that, uh, so we're really proud of that for our conference. And, but I think that our kids have come back and now they realize that they were able to move on and uh, take a deep breath. And I think, I think we'll do, uh, we'll play pretty well this weekend, uh, just knowing that uh, they play best when they're relaxed and having fun. And uh, yesterday at practice, I, I could see that in them. So we're hoping for the best down here. Well, now Thursday morning, you get an 11 o'clock first pitch time against San Francisco State at the NCAA Division II Championships as they're getting underway. Talk a little bit about what you know about San Francisco State. Have you faced them this year? If not, what do you know about them? Yeah, we did face them earlier in the year when we were down here at the uh, Turlock, the Tournament of Champions at Stanislaw, and uh, they're good. They're they're really fast. They run a lot. They try and make uh, you make mistakes. And uh, we had to play really well to squeak out a win with them earlier. Uh, they're well coached. Um, they're they're a fun group to watch, uh, just because of how fast they are. And uh, it, it should be a good uh, a good game. When you have an opportunity to play a team like that, does that give give you any mental edge, especially because you did get a win earlier against them, or do you throw that out at this point of the year? Yeah, I think you have to throw that out because uh, you know they've been playing really well at the end as well, uh, you know also. So um, you know they went in and uh, beat San Diego to knock them out of the tournament. Ended up losing a couple of games there, but. Uh, they're they're a really good team, and uh, I, I think we just kind of have to go back to the drawing board and see what we can do against their strengths and uh, add our strengths to that. And uh, hopefully, it's going to be a great 
game no matter what. But hopefully we'll be able to come out on the other end. A great game, but will it need to be – would you want to keep it down uh, a little bit more low scoring if you had your druthers? Uh, not on our end because we're pretty good offensively usually. And, uh, you know, the, the more runs we can get, the e- uh, the not the easier it is, but the more relaxed you can play, and especially with their speed because they, they can put up some runs as well. So yeah. I think if we can keep some of their kids off bases and uh, take some of their momentum away, I, I think we'll, we'll be okay. What do you think about the 11 a.m. start time? Is that, uh, is that okay with you? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, it'll be nice, and, you know, the weather's going to be a little bit chilly, so uh, that 11 o'clock I think will be good before it gets a little bit more heat of the day. And our our players, we just did that last week, and I think think we'll be okay with uh, whatever time. Well, Lonnie, we appreciate you making time for us. Thank you for joining us tonight. Good luck. Uh, continue to, to hoist that GNAC banner proudly as you're, uh, you're representing the conference and, of course, a very successful Western Oregon program. And, and uh, good luck. To, uh, as you continue, I hope, to move on throughout the postseason with a win starting, first of all, against San Francisco State on Thursday. And hopefully we'll have a chance to talk to you again before too long here on GNAC Insider. Okay, thanks, Rob. It's always a pleasure. Go Wolves. Lonnie, thank you. Lonnie, have a great night. Lonnie Sargent joining us tonight, the Western Oregon University head softball coach. Time for us now to take our weekly GNAC wrap-up as we tell you what happened, some of the highlights around the conference from this past week. In track and field, Western Oregon highlighted an important week throughout the conference as it swept the GNAC Women's Track and Field Athlete of the Week Awards. Senior Olivia Woods earned honors after placing as the top Division II finisher in the 800 meters at the Portland Twilight, while sophomore Moana Janati won the discus and placed second in the shot put at the Linfield Open. In baseball, each of the conference's six teams returned to action for the final week of the regular season. Montana State Billings clinched its fourth regular season title in the last five years, doing so with a sweep of Concordia. And in softball, Concordia won the GNAC championship title with three victories in three days at Porter Park in Portland. The Cavaliers also received GNAC Team of the Week honors after knocking off Western Oregon and top-seeded Central Washington to earn the conference title. Well, that's what happened around the GNAC last week. We are going to next be joined as we turn our attention to track and field by Carolyn Kurgott. She is one of the finest distance runners ever produced by any GNAC school, and she's a great student athlete in her own right. We'll talk to her when GNAC Insider resumes right after this timeout. Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Western Oregon University. Small classes, research opportunities, and new state-of-the-art science facilities. Everything from biology and chemistry to earth sciences and criminal justice. Students have easy access to faculty who are invested in your learning. All the campus services practically guarantee your success. Start your science career now at Western. Learn more about the university where every student matters at wou.edu.
And welcome back to GNAC Insider. I'm Robert Lowry. And it's my pleasure now to be joined by Carolyn Kurgott, senior distance runner for the University of Alaska Anchorage. Carolyn is the defending conference and national champion in the 5,000 and the 10,000 meters. She also this year set the Division II record in the 10,000 earlier this season. And currently, you have the nation's top time in the 5,000. Carolyn, when did you start running? Uh, I started running um, a year after high school. So I graduated high school in 2012. And I took a year off from school and then started training in 2013. But you didn't. You weren't a runner before that. You didn't. You didn't do running uh, when you were growing up. No, I didn't know what running is. I mean, I didn't ever run. I mean, I used to run to school, but it wasn't like running or training for any competition. So, to just running mm-hmm. to school or like any event, but it wasn't anything big. Now you grew up there in Eldoret, Kenya. Am I saying that correctly, Eldoret or Eldoray? Eldoret. Eldoret, Kenya. And then you made your way to the University of Alaska, Anchorage. What was it about the University of Alaska, Anchorage, that when you had graduated from high school there in your native uh, Kenya, made you think that you wanted to go essentially probably more than half a world away to to go to college? Uh, Honestly, uh, until I graduated, I didn't know if I was going to go somewhere else to study. But after I graduated and I got my uh, end of high school results, it didn't uh, allow me to do what I wanted. And my aunt told me about uh, coming to the U.S. and choosing what I want. And that's what motivated me to start running because she told me about a program where I could join and start training and run to apply for schools here. So that's where I started my running career. What was it about running that, A, you enjoyed, and, B, has allowed you to become the enormous success that you are on the track and, and, and uh, at, at just about every distance? <laughs> running, I guess, is just the easiest sport to do. I mean, it doesn't need anything more than just putting on your shoes and having running clothes on and then training. It doesn't need any technique or like any huge training for it so I think that's one thing that I would easily do back at home and then most people do run also so I would definitely get the motivation and people helping me along so I think that's the big thing and I mean I didn't know I can run until I came here and I had the support that I wanted or like the support that uh, they let me or gave me the opportunities to just be who I am today so I didn't know I was going to run, I was going to be a good athlete, but people have just helped me to be where I am today. So it's all about the surrounding and people around you helping you to be who you want to be. Now, you recently won the Women's 800 at the Linfield Invitational on Saturday. (laughs) And uh, Mm -hmm. now coming up next, the 2019 GNAC Outdoor Championships. You're you're good at the five thousand, obviously ten thousand. Uh, you have the division two record, your top time in the five thousand. You've won the eight hundred, and those are all completely different distances. Obviously, do you have a favorite distance? I mean, you you it doesn't matter what the distance is, you simply win. But 
what's your favorite distance and why? I I honestly like the 10K. It's more relaxed. And, I mean, it just takes time. You get time to warm up and get your body used to it. And then you don't feel that much pain. The only time you feel the pain is the last one mile or so. So I think I like the 10K. I mean, the 5K is really good, but I feel like it's really fast from the beginning. So it doesn't give me time to, like, warm up and get my body ready to, like, go fast. Now, this week, you and your Seawolves are heading to the uh, GNAC Outdoor Championships in Monmouth. Uh, I know you must be excited about that. What level of expectation are you putting on yourself individually, and is the team putting on itself collectively, and, and what kind of placing are you hoping in Monmouth? At this point, I think it's just all about the team. I mean, we are all just having really these really big goals, everyone really wants to achieve something, and we're hoping, I mean, everyone wants to win it, but we're also hoping to win it like everyone else, so uh, I don't know what's going to happen, everyone is so gifted and everyone has a talent, so we are going there prepared, and we are ready to give our best, and individually, I'm just offering everything for the team, uh, we have always worked really hard, and my team has been really supportive, and I mean, there's nothing more to do or to give a team than just giving your best. I know that along with your athletic exploits, you're also majoring in nursing and medical laboratory science there at University of Alaska Anchorage. What do you plan to do with that degree when you receive it? Um, uh, One thing that motivated me to choose nursing is just because of the background that I came from. And I'm hoping one day to go back and give back to the community that I came from. So that's my biggest goal. But the big thing is just getting the experience and being ready for that. So yeah. after school, it's just all about getting the experience and then hopefully being able to utilize it. I've got to ask you, with the kind of success you've had at the distances, 5,000, 10,000, <laughs> Somewhere in the back of your mind, are you thinking that you would like to be part of maybe Kenya's uh, uh, Olympic team, uh, summer Olympic team? Yes. I'm actually going to give it a try. I mean, just seeing where I've come from since my freshman year, it has been all improvement the entire time. So I don't know where my limits are. So I'm definitely going to explore that and train more and see where my limits are. So maybe I have so much more potential or maybe not. So I'll see. I'll give it a chance and see how much more I can do. Well, I'll tell you, based on your career at the University of Alaska Anchorage, I think you've got a lot more, and I would not be surprised to see you uh, competing at the Olympics here before too long. Carolyn, it has been an absolute pleasure to, to, to watch your development over the years there at UAA uh, and to watch the records just fall and have a chance to talk to you tonight. Continued success in your running career, but continued success as well in your educational career. And I want to wish you much success when you do go back to your native Kenya to, to do the nursing and the kind of health care that, that you want to do back there in your native land. I think that is a, a very a very good, uh, a very good thing, and 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 you you deserve uh, you deserve to be patted on the back for that. So, thanks for joining us tonight, and and hopefully we'll talk again. Thank you so much. I do appreciate that.
Carolyn Kurgott joining us tonight from Anchorage, Alaska. Well, around the GNAC this week, there's only one event in outdoor track and field, but it's a big one as the conference converges in Monmouth, Oregon for the 2019 GNAC Championships. The two-day meet gets underway on Friday. In women's golf, Simon Fraser is the lone team in action at the NCAA Division II West Super Regional. That's going on in Amarillo, Texas. The Clanner joined at the meet by two competing GNAC individuals in Concordia, Chantel Antonio and Cami Decker. In men's golf, a record three GNAC teams are headed to the NCAA Division II West Regional in St. George, Utah. The second seed, Western Washington, headlines the conference's representation. The Vikings will be joined by Simon Fraser and Concordia. And headed to the tournament is St. Martin's standout Tyler Fitchett, who will be competing as an individual. In baseball, the postseason begins in Portland with four teams meeting at Porter Park for the GNAC Championships. The tournament gets underway on Wednesday at 2.30 p.m. as Western Oregon faces Northwest Nazarene with regular season champion Montana State Billings playing at St. Martin's. That first pitch will be at 6 p.m. In softball, three of the conference's teams are headed to California for West Regional action. The action will get underway as Western Oregon faces Cal State, or make that San Francisco State, at 11 a.m. on Thursday with both Central Washington and Concordia taking to the Diamond later in the day. Remember that for the latest in the GNAC, you can go to GNACsports.com to find new stats, standings, and lots more. Also, don't forget to connect with the GNAC through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GNAC Sports. We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider after this brief timeout. In old school terms, like when football players wore leather helmets, it was called getting your bell rung, high impact shots to the head. Today, we know a lot more about concussions, and one reason is an engineering team over at UAA. This is an important project because we're learning that if concussions are not detected and left untreated, they can have a dramatic impact on people later in life and possibly lead to dementia and severe depression. In a nondescript basement laboratory in the engineering department over at UAA, soccer balls are shot at a researcher wearing an electronic mouth guard that measures the impact of the ball hitting his head. The invention is patent pending and could A, lead to better forms of protection and B, allow instant diagnosis not just for athletes but for our troops as well. Innovative concussion research. Just one of the amazing stories being written every day at the University of Alaska Anchorage. Welcome back to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry. Well, it's been another great half hour, and I do want to thank our guests tonight on GNAC Insider, Alaska Anchorage Distance Standout, Carolyn Kurgott, Western Oregon softball head coach Lonnie Sargent, and Concordia's vice president and director of athletics, Lauren Eads. Thanks to each and every one of them for joining us tonight. Also, thanks to our producer, Connor Pelton, for another job well done. Thanks to Commissioner Dave Hagland. And once again, happy birthday to my good friend and the Assistant Commissioner for Communications for the GNAC, Blake Tim Blake. I hope you had a very, very special birthday today. Well, we'll be back your way next week with our next edition of GNAC Insider, 7 p.m. Pacific time next Tuesday night. And we hope you join us for that show. Until then, you can consider yourself a GNAC insider and 
Well, that may, must mean that I'm Robert Lowry saying so long for now. Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.